Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where the Commander Clash crew discusses Commander-related topics, and today, we are going to be talking about cards we don't play anymore. And not because these cards are bad, it's actually quite the opposite. These cards are generally too good for our desired power level, where we usually play with other people. So these cards we played, and we ended up being like, ugh, these, these cards are too game-warping, too, too strong... And we just stop playing them because, you know, we don't play at a power level where we deem them appropriate uh, or whatever other reason. Um, so uh, joining me, as always, is Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive. How's it going, Seth? Pretty good. How are you today, Tomer? I'm doing well, doing well. And next up, we got the Asian Avenger, also known as Krim. How's it going, Krim? Yo, what's up? How you doing? Doing well, doing well. And then finally, we got Richard, a.k.a. Richard. How's it going, Richard? It's the gold father, Tomer. Get it right. <laughs> gold the, father. the fish father. The fish, fish father. The fish father. Wait, I forgot what it was. The fish father. Ah. Fish father. Ah. Oh, no, no. Ah. Fish father. Brain fish fish Uno, I guess fish Uno reversed sticks. you right there. <laughs> oh, Did Richard just sticks. mess up his own nickname? <laughs> yup. <laughs> That's what happens. We got it. Editor, edit this. <laughs> just splice all the sounds into a no. coherent sentence and carry on. <laughs> the only thing I'm editing into this video is the fact that we have two ways that you can sponsor this content. The first way that's popping up on the screen, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, is you can like and subscribe on wherever you're listening to this podcast, either Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, uh, wherever you're listening to it, like and subscribe. That helps the channel grow. And the other way you can subscribe is you can head on over to our merch store. Uh, you can get uh, play mats, you can get uh, t-shirts, clothing, apparel, deck boxes, deck sleeves, and so much more. And and we're getting some new stuff in the merch store very soon. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, some stuff might be popping up in the in the merch store that you haven't seen before. So that's really exciting. I'm very excited for it. Um, okay. So with that out of the way, let's jump right into our list. We got 12 cards uh, that we consider, we don't. We just don't play them anymore because they're a little bit too strong. We're just going to go around the table and introduce which cards uh, we're talking about. So Seth, let's kick it off with you. What's one card you just don't play anymore? So for me, at the top of my list, I have Deadeye Navigator. Uh, Deadeye Navigator, six mana, five, five. I don't know. People probably know what these cards are. But as Soul Bond comes into play, you get to pair it with something. And then you pay one into blue to either blink it or the thing it's soul bonded with. So I love panharmonicon decks i love blink decks that's <laughs> like uh, i know i've played a lot of boros lately and gotten more aggressive but deep in my heart that's my favorite play style i just love to dirtle and blink and draw cards and dead eye navigator is so good in panharmonicon decks in blink decks it is really really difficult to kill uh, if you have the mana up you can always just blink it in response to a target removal spell it generates a absurd amount of value if you pair it with something with enters a battlefield trigger it has tons of combo potential where you have like a paragon drake and a panharmonicon and you just like make infinite mana and you win the game so this is a card that i used to play in like every panharmonicon deck every blink deck and now it's a card that i've cut from literally every single one of them i had someone before i went to command fest richmond send me a really sweet yarok deck which was really awesome with them and i was going through the list and this is a card that i had to take out because i just don't find it fun i don't think it's enjoyable to the table it generates a lot of value uh value but it's too easy and i think it just generates too much value for me to really enjoy winning that way it, it seems like a like a cheat code to win in your blank deck or panharmonicon deck and i just don't really find it enjoyable I thought this card was banned. 
It probably, it probably <laughs> haven't should seen be. it in so long. I actually thought it was banned. Yeah, uh, I, I don't remember know, the last time I saw literally that everything and uh, like that's, it's still so hard to remove and so hard to deal with. And yeah. from a raw power level, for, like it's a six drop. It's slow, right? You're not going to see this at yep. CDH tables, but at lower power levels, this thing is just so absurdly strong, which is why it's interesting. But yeah, I thought it was banned. I haven't played this in a long time. I think and- Phil played it one time recently-ish. And that was it. And and you don't need it. We have so many good blink effects today. Like, there's tons of slightly less powerful things that you can replace it with. And your deck's still going to generate tons of value, do all the cool things that you want it to do. So I feel like it's just not really necessary either. Like, it's obviously strong, but just, you know, you don't need it. What What's funny here is I actually took it out of most of my decks because I thought it was going in the other direction. And too weak? Too weak. Uh, it, it, it's, too, it's too slow. It's a way too slow uh, because for the things that were just mentioned, right? We have so many new efficient ways to blink at like half the cost or like four mana, right? And and this does go infinite. That's also another thing. So yeah, it, it does get a little boring that it just goes infinite that easily. Uh, and and but yeah, like I don't know. I I've just cut this also from all my decks. I I just didn't like it. It just felt like it's six mana. There, there's a lot more I could probably do. It's yeah. the dichotomy of 2022 where this thing pub stomps lower levels, but at higher levels does absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right? So yep. you're like, what do I do with this, right? Do I put it in my deck or do I not put it in my deck? Like, I can see if you're playing, like, fast decks, this thing is useless. If yeah. you're playing a bunch of, like, dirtle low-power decks, this thing is, like, out of control. So, yeah, it's interesting that Krim has cut it. And then yeah. <laughs> Seth has cut yeah. it for different reasons <laughs> yeah. altogether. Very opposite yeah. ends of the spectrum, yeah. It's and I, I'm absolutely... not talking CDH. I'm talking like like at seven yeah. seven levels, right? Like yeah. like level seven, eight, whatever, or maybe even like six. I just find myself not playing it anymore. I, I found what, yeah. uh, I found that I felt bad when I went with it. That's one of the biggest mm-hmm. reasons. Like just the way that it wins, where it's like, oh, I got a Peregrine Drake, and I play this, and I like I win the game. Like I I didn't feel good about those wins. I want to do cool things with my Yarox and Panharmonicons, so I just ended up winning, but still feeling like dirty about it, which I think is a pretty good reason to cut a card from uh, from your deck. I just wanted to explain real quick for people who are listening and they're a little bit confused on how does it combo so easily. The way it combos is there's a bunch of creatures that have an enter the battlefield trigger that says when they enter the battlefield, you untap X amount of lands. So like Paragon Drake, I think untaps like five. Uh, Great Whale will untap like, yeah, Palancron even returns itself to its hand. They, they, they untap as many lands as they basically cost, I believe. Um, so uh, to blink a creature with Dead Eye Navigator, it's two, one in a blue. Uh, so two mana total. So if you pair it with a creature that untaps cre- uh, lands when you ETB, uh, or can like generate you know uh, mana with like Dockside or whatever, uh, you can pay two mana, and then that creature enters the battlefield, untaps more mana than you spent the two to do, and then you make infinite mana. And then you have any any sort of like infinite mana outlet, like you mill everybody by drawing them X amount like infinite cards or something like that. Uh, then you win the game. And and it's important to point out that the way this is worded, because uh, the pairing happens when it enters the battlefield, you can blink it and pair it with something else. So you can like make mm-hmm. infinite mana, and then you blink the Dockside and pair it with an uh, Agent of Treachery and just steal all everyone's permanents, or pair it with whatever and win the game that way. So yeah. it usually does just end up winning the game uh, if you actually yeah. go infinite with it. Yeah. This is an interesting card in that, like like you guys said, it's... 
it's too weak at higher power tables because it is like six mana does nothing. You need you need two extra mana, so you need really eight mana on the same turn for it to actually do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but at lower power tables, it's much easier for like you to just like drop this with six mana and then untap with it, and then you then you win. Then um, yep. so at lower power tables, it's definitely problematic. I remember when this was like. One of the boogeymen of the format. Like this is way back in the day, way back in the day. It's like <laughs> oh, like six or more years ago that it's been a boogeyman. Maybe even longer than that. Yeah, I used uh, to use like this with Palancron. So yeah, yeah I, I used to. I don't see it anymore. Like I just yeah, but I guess I guess that's why because it's like at lower power tables it's too strong. At higher power tables it's too weak. So like, where do you even put it? Like, where would you run it now? I don't know. Interesting card, though. Interesting card. I kind of forgot about it until you put it on the list, to be honest. <laughs> I just forgot about it. It's been like, yeah, I feel like the Titanic meme, like, it's been 80 years, you know, <laughs> since I've seen this card. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Uh, Richard, what do you got for us? Why do you want to break my heart, Richard, first of all? All right. Curse of Opulence. <laughs> now... I would say all the cards on this list are kind of like a preference, like, you know, like I personally don't like this card or something, but this card is actually, I think, should be banned from the format. Uh, All the curses, really. So if you don't know what a curse does, basically you curse a player, right? And then when you or when anyone attacks that person, you get an ability and the person attacking and the person who owns the curse gets that, right? So Opulence makes a treasure token, one mana. Right, so when you attack, you get a treasure. If Seth attacks the person that's cursed, uh, you both get treasure. Ridiculous, right? Like you know, you you cycle its mana back. There's no cost to you because like you basically like play it and then attack someone, right? And then everyone is incentivized to murder the person with the curse, right? Like like you just need a little nudge to nudge him in that right direction, and then this ends up being worse than like a dockside. Right? Like, you can't combo with it, right? Because it's, like, over time. But this is, like, one mana smothering tithe or something, Mm. more or less, right? Where you get three treasures, four treasures a turn. Or, sorry, gold tokens a turn. And then the upside is smothering tithe doesn't kill someone, right? The curse actually murders someone while you're ramping out of control. And there's other cards, like uh, Verbosity is a really good one, too. That's card draw, right? And not only is it too powerful, uninteresting... It, like, warps the game in a way that's unfun, right? To the person who's cursed, right? And you're like, well, just remove it, right? I'm like, where is the risk-reward? Either you remove it on the spot or you die. And the other person spent one mana and one card, right? And if you're black, good luck, (laughs) right? If you're a color that can't remove this easily, you can't play any spot removal to get rid of this. You just die, right? The real answer is you have to play a big creature and block, right? But you may not be able to. And if people are very vindictive, they can just remove your blocker and keep, you know, getting the value, right? Because, you know, maybe Opulence isn't enough, but Verbosity, I'd remove a creature to draw a card, right? Yeah, that's just cycling, right? So you just get wailed on until this thing gets removed. So unfun, too powerful. Tomer, you still run this. Why are you such a... (laughs) Why are you such a mean... mean Am Am I a bad person for saying... Like, so when this came out, when this came out, like the first moment it was spoiled, I was in love, and I, I declared it my favorite red spell in Commander, and it still is my favorite red spell in Commander. It's just like it's poli- It's well, I I viewed it as political because it's like it's you no politics. You, are- you just slap on someone and they die. <laughs> 
but but like you know you're helping you're helping out an opponent and you're benefiting as well you benefit more you benefit from your own like you can attack the person by yourself mm-hmm. and then nobody else is benefiting but you it promotes attacking i like it promotes attacking that's nice it makes people who dirtle and stuff have an incentive to attack which i i think is good but yeah is it a feel bad for the person who's being uh cursed absolutely <laughs> i i i could i see i see the receiving end of it being pretty mean so i will run it i will run it less but i love it so much it's my favorite red card richard i love it's- it so much I don't. Is I there? don't even know why this is on here. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think it feels all the like curses... some people need to get cursed from turn one more yeah. often. <laughs> I, are you? Who do you think gets all the curses when they play at the table? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I think I curse Krim last, actually. Yeah. With this card. It's all. Trust me. Every game I play, if there's a curse, it's going my way. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, it doesn't feel that bad. It's it's cool. Like I, I think it's a pretty sweet card. Uh, I, I even use the new one from the, the whatever, the newest Innistrad, the one that allows you to Raghavan off everyone else's deck. Mm. <laughs> these I, these uh... are just fun little cards. Like, it, it, it's nice to get uh, the the you and somebody else incentive to, like, attack someone. I think it's fine. I feel like it's uh, cards that take out one player. Uh, mm-hmm. I've started to like them less and less in Commander. And maybe it's a byproduct of all of our games going three hours <laughs> over the last season or two. But it feels mm-hmm. really bad when you have this long, epic Commander game and one person gets taken out an hour into it and everyone else plays for two more hours. And I think that's the uh, the the play pattern that stuff like Curse of Opulence can promote because you are really incentivized to like always be attacking that one person until they die really so i don't know if i would say it's still overpowered or too overpowered i just played it last week in my commander clash deck so it's not a card that i've removed from my deck but i do feel a little guilty whenever i play it now like i I feel bad i'm like i don't know like should i still have this in my deck so i'm heading in the richard direction i'm not all the way there but i'm I'm heading in that direction (laughs) this Uh, is the card as a kid when your little brother like is like tagging along and like can i can i join you guys like no we're playing magic go away can i join you and then your mom was like let him play with you. We're like, okay, turn one, curse of opulence you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you, you enjoy? Oh, you're out of the game already? Sorry, but good luck, you know? like. So is this an issue with curses in general? They all yes. work this way. Like, all curses go on one person. Like, that's the whole gimmick. And this is just the most problematic one because it's the most no, played. No, so like, uh, like the really old curses, like Curse of Death's Hold or something like that, right? Like, it's... You versus that they one person. They all opponent, yeah. Right? And the rest of the table isn't incentivized to gang up on the cursed person. Okay, But yeah. this one, it's like, but free value, I must. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's only a 2-2, two, two, don't worry, right? But, like, when, when everyone hits you with a 2-2 two, two every turn, you're dead in, like, two turns or three turns or something, up. right? Like, yeah. hey, you, it's just people a People gotta die it's at some one. point. Yeah. I still like the fact that it encourages attacking. Like you have to like you have to put a carrot in front of Seth for 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 somebody to be attacked <laughs> but, by him, right? There has I, to be an incentive. But I like cards that incentivize spreading the love. Like I think yeah. uh, like Marchesa dethrone, like stuff yeah. that encourages you to attack the person that's ahead, attack the arch enemy or attack everyone. I think those are better than cards that you put on one person and it's stuck with that for the whole game because eventually whoever you put that on on turn 1 is going to be at 20 life, but the incentive is still to keep bashing that person who's falling further and further behind. 
I guess I guess maybe a better design would be is more like Edric style, whereas you just have to attack any opponent that isn't you, right? Yeah. So you can have like not it wouldn't be cursing on an individual, it would just be like I played an enchantment and it just says if you attack one of my opponents you get a gold or something like that. Yeah. I would it costs more mana, right? If it was like four mana, it would be less of an issue. Because you have time to set up defenses mm. and but that's why it's, so it's not good. this weird asymmetrically drop. strong card, right? Like it's a, it's a red one drop that generates one or more mana each turn, which is just so good. That, that's called smothering tide. Smothering tide is not about somewhere, but okay. But you don't have to pay the. You don't have to ask anybody about it. You just be like, "Hey, I'm just. It's right there. Do you want it? You could. It's yours." <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'll play it less. I'll play it less. I, I, I don't want to. Totally fine. Still, I know. I but I, I, people, have to I, I don't want to intentionally make end. people feel bad. Yeah. Why like, does it feel bad? Turn one I, though. I, <laughs> it's a curse. It's not called. It's not the curse of friendship. It's a curse. I would play that. I don't even know what that card would be, but I would play it. Every time you untap, everyone gets a treasure. No, I like, like the thing here is like it's a curse. It's got to feel miserable. It is a one v one spell, right? You got to put a hit on somebody. You got to blow somebody up in a four way game so that it's not a four hour game. That's true. I just I won't play it as much on on Clash, but I'll play it like in still my paper decks and stuff. I think Who's you can play it. Just put Clash? it. Just always put it on Krim because <laughs> Krim yeah, so Krim it on, so, Don't act yeah, like it's going anywhere else. Don't I think that's anywhere else. That's like that's like when Krim moves to attacks. I'm like, hmm, I wonder who's going to be attacking. Oh wow, it's me again. Surprise! <laughs> All right, cool. If, can you curse yourself? That's like <laughs> that would be wild. <laughs> um. Anyway, so curses, uh, let us know in, in the comments section. What do you think about them? Um, we'll move on to my pick. And um, I, don't think, I don't think anybody who, who watches Commander Clash or, or listens to the podcast will be shocked at this, this choice. It's Rhystic Study. Um, format all-star, uh, format staple, one of the best uh, card draw slash tax abilities in the format. Uh, two and a blue enchantment. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, you may draw a card unless that player pays one. I hate this card with all my f- every fiber of my being. Um, this is my most hated card in Commander. Uh, I hate it. I just I see red every single time I I, I see it. And, it, and that's even wrong because it's a blue card. I should see blue, but I just see anger instead of sadness. A mix of both. Um, this card is not only like I would consider one of the best draw spells in the game because. We, we've we've seen the stats. We've seen the stats. Uh, it draws like an average of like 10, 10 cards uh, per game uh, for three mana. And that doesn't even count the fact that people will be, uh, you know, paying the tax as well. So ta- both taxes and draws a lot of cards. Uh, it, it just, it's very good and it slows down the game because now you have to be thinking like extra math. Like, all right, can I pay the one for this? But if I want to cast this other spell, can I pay the one for that? So it slows down the game. It also has just a lot of triggers. So you, you as the player have to be like, do you pay the X? Do you pay the X? Do you pay the bat? Do you do this? Do you do that? Every single time, every single time there's a, any, any spell cast, any spell cast. So a lot, a lot of times are going to be saying, do you pay the X? I hate it. Uh, it slows down the game. It's too strong. Uh, it leads to bickering because, you know, the best way to play around it is to actually pay the one. Um, but somebody's going to go greedy. Somebody's going to be like, you know what? I, I don't want to fall behind. So I, I want to play on curve. 
Uh, so I'm going to do it. And that means everybody else has to now not pay the one either because then they're going to be just behind that person. And guess who wins in the end on that one? The Rhystic Study player who just drew into their feast, Fierce, who drew into their force uh, of will, who drew into their combo, who drew into all their answers, who drew into everything they possibly needed. And they will deploy their hand with count- free counter magic backup. It's a stupid card. I hate it. I'm getting mad thinking about it. I hate it so much. <laughs> So I play, it, I play it in CDH. I have a CDH deck. I run it there, and my brain is adjusted for that, right? Like, I, I, I do not get mad when somebody plays Rhystic Study in CDH because my brain is ready for that, that environment. Anything out of it, I, I took it out of all my other decks. I took it out of my all decks, and oh my goodness, I hate it so much. But what do you think? What do you think? What do you guys think? I, Am I crazy? I got to I gotta ask you, don't worry. Did you feel this way before we started playing together every week? Is this all on me? Did I ruin Rhystic Study for you? Uh, you, you definitely assisted you're in a anger. Factor, at least. The magnitude went up. But no, I don't think you're, you're necessarily an outlier. Like, a lot of people will think, like, you know, like, what if, like, I, I, I don't want to fall behind. But, I but mean, like... Yeah, you because yeah. you were giving your whole little little rant there about all oh, you got to think about if you're going to pay the one and plan it out and it takes a lot of time. Like that's I've never had to do that. We play with this card very differently. Like if you just have a blanket rule that you never pay the one, you don't got to think through anything. It's super. They don't even got to ask you. Just like yes, yes, yes. Assume the answer is yes. I'm not going to be paying. I do think the card's busted though, just by the stats. Um, like you said, what did we figure out the stats were? Ten cards it draws on average, or like some ridiculously high number. It was when ten we, or more when we calculate yeah. it. Which, if you actually just yeah. think about what that means, that means it's got to be the most powerful card draw spell in the entire format, right? Like three mana draw ten, even split up over the course of some number of turns. That's an absolutely absurd spell on power level. So I I still play it sometimes, and sometimes I play it just because I think it's funny <clears throat> how uh, how ups- Hopes that Tomer gets about it, which uh, which kind of adds to the to the joy. But I, I have started out of respect for you, Tomer. I've started playing it less and less. Uh, so so I'm I'm well, with you. Also, keep in mind that it triggers on every single spell cast. So it's not like when it draws ten cards, you it only saw ten spells being cast. It saw many more spells. People were paying for those. So it's also just you know taxing them at at the same time too. On top of drawing an obscene amount of cards. I'm just, I'm too mad. I you just you just talk about it. You just talk about it. I will just boil with rage here. It's it's too powerful. If you ignore all the meta things like slowing down the game and and stuff like that, it's like you played Rhystic Study. Like Tomer says, ten, but like realistically, you're drawing like four or something the first turn cycle, right? Like you you are. Sp- springboarding ahead right like it's not like the slow trickle of cards right like they come in like giant bursts right so you springboard ahead you win and you're like great i won because i drew like half my deck on this three mana card like it just doesn't feel good and i would even say in cdh it should not be allowed right like this this is what skews decks into one color right when you Mm -hmm. have a card that's so disproportionately powerful everyone has to play this color to get access to this card right we we talk about secret rendezvous right like yeah that's a great card draw spell for white question mark but besides rhystic <laughs> study it's like nothing right like you can't even compare them right like rhystic study is literal three mana draw 10 right so at least it has to get yeah. removed right 
Like, if you want this effect in Magic, all colors need to have access to it. Otherwise, if you're looking for power level, everyone skews into this color, and then, you know, you, you, you don't have any diversity, right? So I think power level-wise, this thing needs to be removed. Or, it could, you know, it could cost, like, six mana or seven mana. That is fine, right? But, again, three mana, like, no risk, right? Like, someone... Someone cast one removal spell. You probably cycle heuristic study because they couldn't pay the tax, right? Like, there's like very little downside, and the upside is tremendous, which I don't like. Crim, I, I, I loves you're talking card. to you're talking to the one person that like thinks everything is fine. Like, like I think this card is great. Well, what do you put this like in Rogue Tribal? Do you have it in your Rogue Tribal deck? Uh, I don't actually play it in every deck, but that's just. Which I know because is weird because I do have like a ton of copies of this card. I just I do put it in my rogue deck though. I put it okay. in a majority of my aggro decks just so I can like keep the tax going. And while you're like, because then I'm attacking on two different axes, right? Like I'm forcing right. you to answer my board while also paying a tax. So you don't think it's too good in some of your decks though? Like if you want like mid power or something? Like I mean, in mid power, what am I going to draw? More mid power cards, right? So I I don't like I think it's the more mid power cards than the rest <laughs> that's of the table combined. Yeah. Your 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 ten mid power cards beat the two mid power cards from your opponents, right? I guess I mean like you're right like it it does draw cards right I mean and that is true like there there's no denying that but I guess I don't look at it as a a an offensive thing like to me because it, when people play it like I mean I never I never see my Ristic study actually I don't know why I never see it uh, but yeah like whenever I play against it it doesn't feel bad either right like it I don't know because I it's snuck a, into the your level. deck and I actually took them yeah. out that's that, why that would make sense you went into my hotel room and you just took yeah. out all my Ristic studies like legit it just more card draw of like more average cards if it's at low power level i i'd be more worried about it like at a p- higher power level because like yeah like in cdh or something like that sure there's more free counter spells there's more things to worry about but at lower power level like i don't care what my opponents are drawing i think it does I, draw a lot more I, cards than cdh actually like cdh everyone knows like that's the win con right and they will yeah. fight yeah. over this or they will yeah. respectfully yeah. pay through it whereas low power level you're like i can't even do anything about this right i can't interact well, with it and we lower just power level you, you should draw. be able to like blow this up atta- well, like in some way right I, I don't even and know if, in CDH and if, if they always respect it, too. <laughs> I think you learn pretty quickly. Maybe if you're a new CDH player, but nah, you I've cannot a, fill someone's hand like yeah. <laughs> in CDH like this. Like You know I, you will yeah. lose, right? I so. think they should be, but I've seen too many times where somebody just disrespects it and then gets punished. Or, I mean, I, I, I played, I played uh, a game in Richmond as well where everybody was paying for it respectfully. And then mm-hmm. I had to play, I had to get my Niv-Mizzet on the battlefield because it's my most important piece. And somebody tried to remove it. And then I, the person with Rhystic Study tried to remove it. And then I had to try and protect it because that's my most important oh. piece. So I couldn't pay the one. And then somebody countered my counter, didn't pay the one. Somebody else fought for it, didn't pay the one. And then the Rhystic Study player, like, he he didn't draw a single card up until that point, And then he drew, like, ten. And then on his turn, like, all he won. Yeah, that does sound like yeah. it was, <laughs> yeah, was yeah, you. Because it's your most Join important me, piece. Tomer. You're above Join the me. rule for paying, right? right? But, like, okay, it always yeah, happens, yeah. right? Yeah, it, it, it always happens. Who on me? But but also, like, that, that happens to a lot of CDH players, too, where it's like, you know, there's some situation where you're gonna 
you're gonna decide. I, I think I think most city players know, but they try to outmaneuver it, right? You're yeah. like, okay, they'll get three extra cards, but I can win before then, right? And sometimes it actually works, right? Like you yeah. can outmaneuver it, but sometimes yeah, it yeah. just blows up in your face, right? <laughs> the player, the player with a deck loaded with free interaction, it's fine if we just <laughs> let him draw extra cards. I can power through it. <laughs> But it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. You got to power through theirs. But yeah. what if you just mill them out? How about that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> true. You didn't factor that in there. Ah, risk study. Good times. Um, <laughs> well, we'll move on. Uh, Krim, what 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 card rustled your jimmies that you've not run at lower power tables? I- not, that I, is more powerful than than obviously Rhystic Study. I, I don't think it rustles my jimmies. I just find that, that uh, I just it's very broken. It's yeah. easy to break. It and it really it's true of every card of its type. It's Anala Archmage Ritualist. Uh, I don't play that. I love that card. I just don't play it. But I I also just don't play any Eminence because I think Eminence is broken. Like Eminence is actually broken. I, every everything else to me is just like that's fine, whatever, whatever. But like I I just remember this. I don't think a lot of things are that OP, but Eminence is where okay, my eye twitches a little bit. Because <laughs> you do nothing, right? Your commander is actually worse usually when you play it. <laughs> and it's and it's even so really I never have to play my commander when I play Anala Archmage Ritualist because uh so if for those that don't know uh, Anala, whenever another non-token wizard enters the battlefield under your control, if Anala uh, is in the command zone or on the battlefield, you can pay one generic. If you do create a token that's a copy of it, it gains haste, uh, and then sack it or something at the be- or exile at the beginning of the end step. And the most threatening part, tap five untapped wizards, target player loses seven life. Sure. Uh, okay. But but that, that eminence ability and every eminence ability, for the most part, is pretty broken. Just because as long as your commander exists anywhere, you get value. On everything you do. And I find that Anala specifically, a card that I love, is offensive at a casual table. Just because everything is a wizard <laughs> in Magic yeah. the Gathering. Premier card game for ages 13 plus, of course. <laughs> but, like, if everything is a wizard, this combos with everything. I, I Without even trying, I just went, I went, I would go infinite, right? Like, and there's even combos like Wanderwine Prophets that just don't even require anything else. And you can't interact with other than just countering Wanderwine Prophets. So, I don't know. I just, I don't like Eminence. I don't like the, the fact that my opponents never have to play their commander because it is commander, right? You should right. have a deck that kind of actually uses your commander. And this doesn't care for that. And I just don't like that. Do you... It's totally built around your commander. You just don't mm-hmm. cast it. Right, yeah. sure. But you're you, using the ability. around your commander. You, you built the... around it. But that's so broken. Like, at least, like, yeah. let's just say anything else. It's because you I, can't interact I, with it, right? Yeah. It's right. essentially an emblem that you start the game with, yeah. and there's nothing anyone can do right. about it. Yeah. Right? Like, you you can't... I don't you can't know, you interact can't remove it. it. You, can't, you can't get it yeah. out of the command zone. Exactly. And if you did, they could put it back in, and there's no additional tax on that ability, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, it's you, just I broken. It's a whole cycle of them, right? There, there's a bunch mm-hmm. of Eminence commanders, and there's, they're all disgustingly yeah. broken. It, it's like, like Companion. It's almost like Companion. What that did to 60 card formats, it's very similar. How It's just always there from the beginning of the game. And these are not weak abilities. Like these, If you look at Edgar, Anala, the Erdragon, 
they're really strong effects that if you were paying mana to have a card with that effect, it would be two, three mana, four mana. Like it, it, they're powerful cards and you're just getting that for free just by having it as your, as your commander and you can't deal with it. There's no interaction for it. If you look at the four of them, two of them are among the top 10 most played commanders, uh, according to EDH rec, which is actually kind of shocking because these are from commander 2017 i want to say we get so many these are old so many new legends yeah, so many think. popular new legends in a world of corvalds and uh, eurekos and kenner like all these really busted commanders these ones have stood the test of time for five years and are still like the most played uh, among the most played in the entire format so the wizards they just they broke it they broke it it's a it's a broken mechanic that they should have not ever made yeah, like I, I, I don't play Eminence at any, at any casual pot really because I just think that oftentimes, and I know you have your tribal truck, which I would say arguably <laughs> is more abusing of these uh, <laughs> abilities. But yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, like I, I think that I just don't play these at casual tables, right? Because like. I didn't do anything. I just essentially this is how I joke about like some decks like as long as your opponent has a functioning internet connection, they can win, right? Like online, mm. and this is the same thing. As long as your opponent is just at the table they can probably win just by having this like 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 archaeomancer like you know busted anala is with just archaeomancer just like i get two spells back like it's absurd there's so many good wizards oh my god and and that just continues down the line with all the other eminence ones i think like i guess the least awful one might be the cat one but even yeah. then that was that was a question I had for the table actually is do you do you think the eminence mechanic itself is just should never be printed or like do you think some something like Erebo War of the World which is probably the least popular and least powerful probably not a coincidence um eminence commander out there that's the one that it says at the beginning of combat on your turn um you can give another target cat you control plus three plus three until end of turn would you say that is like a balanced commander or is is it because it's eminence and therefore it's just not it shouldn't have been printed my like, problem, would you want something on that power level the ability could literally just be like when it enters a play flip a coin gain a life if you win the flip right like it doesn't matter <laughs> the, the, the point here, you mean a loro <laughs> a Lor- yeah a loro even like the, the problem is that you just as everyone else has mentioned you just can't interact with it there's nothing to do like about it you just have this emblem so, you know that I, I it doesn't matter what the ability is. I just have a problem that you didn't, you haven't done anything, right? It's just like okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I think the cat one is the safest of the existing ones, but I don't think that's an argument for the mechanic being good. I think they just like happen to power that one down enough that it's okay. But I still think the mechanic's not a healthy one. I, I think magic's better when you can interact with basically everything so i would not want to see more of them people said that about companions too like oh we need more of them that's the solution if everyone has an eminence commander then it's fair because everyone's doing everything for free all the time no that does not sound like a fun and healthy for a fun and healthy format so yeah even if they printed them at the level of arabo i would not want to see more of them the cat is good. The cat is being disrespected because it's being compared no, it's to Anala. The cat yeah. is extremely good. Yeah. Right? It's just not good compared to this, but yeah. second best of this eminence class, or even last of the eminence class, right? It's yeah. still extremely good. Right. Uh, and like like Krim said, even if it was gain one life, you could still abuse the crap out of it by making a life gain deck, right? And getting triggers right. all the time. And like, so no matter how bad this ability is you will find combo pieces or synergies with it to make it broken and people 
can't interact, right? Like they just cannot interact. So unless they start making cards that like remove from the command zone, like a Dranith Magistrate that removes abilities <laughs> from the command zone as well. So yeah. funny. These cards don't even care about Dranith Magistrate. No, because you don't <laughs> want it. It's an like ability <laughs> effect for command zone as yeah. well, right? And then... Uh. Yeah, I... I think it's a design mistake. I think everything should be interacted with or requires like an extra setup to be uninteractable. Like emblems are the other thing that can't be interacted with in the game. They're generally made by planeswalkers. But the key difference, because I know people are going to be comparing the two, the key difference is you actually have to cast the planeswalker in order to get an emblem. Um, there is a step involved to that. Even and, if you're getting the Gideon one that can immediately make an emblem or Soren, I mean, you still have to cast a spell. This one, you literally don't cast anything. It just you just have it at the beginning yeah. of the game, and I think that's a key difference. Uh, like if if you if there was like a version of this where where you could enable an eminence ability after you cast the commander, I think it would be a lot more fair. Like imagine like all these commanders. Their eminence ability would would be an emblem instead, and they were requ- they would be an ETB or a cast trigger. Like once you cast this creature from the command zone, you get an emblem that says whatever the eminence thing is. I think that would have been a lot more fair. Uh, that would have been not as a like problematic. Yes, I think that's still, still be too pretty good. good. You, yeah, like, still too good. Uh, I mean, if you just cast the Ur Dragon to get its ability, yeah. that's probably maybe not Ur Dragon, but like oh, yeah. even, something like you can get that out pretty easily, and then have I this emblem six forever. Six mana, right? Like if you pay six mana, and then for the rest of the game, every, Wait, is that every, six mana? I've never seen yeah. anyone cast one. Yeah, no, no one has to cast any. That's the problem. I think if if the Eminence was a cast trigger on Edgar, I think it would be fine. Inala, you get to five mana, and then you get the emblem for the rest of the game. I'm like. Yeah, it's busting. It's still very strong. Cast is pretty powerful. I, I, like I a planeswalker requires like a cast, multiple upticks, or doubling season, and a lot of emblems like they're mediocre. The ones that are easily yeah. doable, mm-hmm. right? There's some good ones, obviously, right? But I, I think you'd have to tone down the ability if you want to just emblem on ETB as well. <laughs> I, and th- this is only Fair. speaking like strictly non CDH. I, I I think in CDH is fine because you know that's great. That's where you want to go. Yeah, off. nobody's imagine- nobody's playing Ur Dragon. CDH. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but actually, there is an Anala combo deck, and I was thinking about building it there because I do like Anala. It's a card I've loved. I had the deck, but it mm-hmm. just felt so bad playing it at anything that wasn't CDH. Yeah, even, we've experienced Anala like twice. Have a conscience. <laughs> when it comes Except Ristic Study's okay, you monster. Ristic Study is you fine. monster. It is fine. This is not. <laughs> so, so we've uh, angered like fifty percent of the EDH, uh, EDH yeah. player base. Yeah. Now, Seth, can you, can you bring us home to a hundred? Uh, okay. I, I got you. I got Here we you. go. Here we go. <laughs> so, so next up for me, I have Crater of Behemoth. Crater of Behemoth is an ultra staple of green decks. It is an incredibly strong finisher. It's an eight mana five five. It is haste when it comes into play. All your creatures get plus X plus X uh, and trample where X is the number of creatures you control. So Crater of Behemoth, I will admit, I haven't. I don't have a hard rule where I will never, ever, ever play this card, but it's a card that I used to play a lot, and now I find myself cutting from most of my decks for two reasons. One is, I feel like it's a little too easy to win with in some decks. If you're playing a deck that just goes, like, super wide, makes a ton of mana, is good at tutoring up creatures, which is a lot of green decks, this is just going to end the game really quickly. And in some ways... 
that's a good thing because the real reason I dislike this card is when it doesn't end the game. When it comes down, it puts you in this position a lot of times where you have enough damage to kill one person and you end up falling into that same position that I was talking about where you do your big crater hoof thing, your creatures get huge, you take out one player, and then the game continues. Your creatures go back to normal and that person has to sit there for an hour while the rest of the table continues the game. So I feel like... wrong. <laughs> you needed more elves. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah but are but, you gonna do? Are you blaming someone for not doing math? Like, I mean, but, <laughs> when was the last time I did math in Commander Clash? But I, but I still, I still cast it though. Like, it's really hard yeah. to have the crater hoof in your hand and know that you can take out any one person at the table. Yeah, and not cast it. Why wouldn't you do it? Like, that seems like the correct thing to do. So I find yeah. myself just avoiding crater hoof altogether. There's tons of other overruns that I think are. Fairer than Crater Hoof is. Um, literal overruns, the Infect one, any of that kind of stuff. So you can still, if you need to pump your team and trample it to close out the game, I think there's other ways to do it that are a little bit more of the power level I want out of my overruns. Isn't that the issue of all overruns, though? Like, yeah, what if you have Triumph from the Horde and you only have enough Infect to kill, like, one person? That's you... true, although Crater Hoof, that... as a creature, it's way easier to have access to it, I think, than uh, in a green deck than the sorcery wow. overruns. Because green Do... is very good at finding creatures, but not nearly as good at finding spells. Mm-hmm. What, what about what about Crater Hoof's little brother, paint, or like Hellraiser or whatever boar? <laughs> Hellraiser, <laughs> Hellraiser boar is just actively bad. I, I, that doesn't I don't like the name. That one just doesn't kill anybody. Uh, get, yeah, I know. It's end Razor. End Runner. End Razor. Four board. Runners or something. Four Runners, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, I know because I run it in my budget deck because I don't, I don't have yeah, Crater like, Hoof in it. <laughs> it's people, good. I, what do you mean? People play it just like that in that exact situation. Seven, because seven, Crater Vigilance, Hoof, Trample, uh, Haze. All it's your only other plus two, plus two, two in Trample. Vigilance and Trample? I'd rather play Overwhelming Stampede or something, I, I think. I think it's just like not good enough. I think Crater Hoof like, is like a plus eight or something, right? Like, yeah. this is a plus two. I think, There's you, a big I think you like it gets the job it. done if you go wide enough, right? It but, gets the like, job done, and it gives you vigilance. So, like, if you right. don't get to kill everybody, then you have blockers for any potential crackback, and then you just finish the rest of the table because it's a seven-seven. Yeah, it, I, I don't know. I, I, I think obviously, whatever. I, I Maybe get, I, I don't know. I think I'd rather just get you. the job done and kill the table with my extra power. I'm with you, Tomer. Whatever. I think and raise whatever boar is like. Yeah, sure. That's a fine like you know like C tier replacement or B tier replacement. It's fine. But I'll take I think B. I think I think all these cards like and I, like I hate green. I hate all these things and and whatnot. But like and I hate the fact that you can easily tutor this up. But I don't think this card is actually that busted so i don't really care if anyone kills me with it like i never feel bad if anybody kills me like five hours before like the you know the game actually ends either so and and like yeah you're right though usually this comes down and it it should it should kill at least two people right? like I, I usually see two people go and i mean but, i feel this one's i think it's boring not too powerful ah, like because oh, you needed a super wide board and you needed to untap with it how many times can right and then you board? needed to resolve this thing <laughs> and then you needed to successfully get through a combat right so there's like a uh, bunch of hoops here you got to get through like a lot of things will stop you like <laughs> you a never propaganda, know when you'll get darkness it's a fairy's <laughs> protection <laughs> right like a board wipe you know so Bridges it's just boring because we've seen crater hoofs since the beginning of time right and it, it usually comes with elf ball which is like super annoying, right? Because they get this out really early, 
Yeah. So I, I would say it's more boring, but if you just throw in a random green deck, it's like, eh. It, it is. So that's it, the Forerunners. It is, it is boring. I'm really curious, though. Maybe, I think you're next up, Richard. Crater of kind of compares to the next card on your list, so maybe we should talk mm. about them together, because I okay. really want to see how your, All right. how your thoughts differ between these two cards. So, so I have Insurrection, right? And Insurrection is... Um, what is it? Eight mana? I don't even know. Eight, eight mana. Eight mana. It's eight mana. Gain yeah. control of all creatures. They gain haste till end of turn, right? This is not that powerful because it's eight mana, right? But it's one of those like cards that are at a casual table is ridiculous and then at a competitive table does nothing. But you literally do absolutely nothing the entire game. You ignore like all board state, your <laughs> own board, anything. You just needed to get eight mana and then you cast this. And worst case, you murder one person. Best case, you murder the entire table, right? And, like, you didn't play any magic, right? Like, like literally everything beforehand, like, was irrelevant, right? Like, so I, I just don't like how this actually plays out, right? That's so the-, the difference. At least Crater Hoof, there was, like, a bunch of setup, mm. right? You had to actually do something. You built your deck around it, right? Like, you built that ball. state. Yeah, so the direction was like you, you just pop yeah. this in here and well, any deck and you can you, cast this and get it to but work. You, you need but a you board do need your opponents to to have yeah, a board. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So your it's not always going to do everything, but yeah. But it's a lot easier for your opponents, your three collective opponents, to have enough creatures to take somebody out as opposed to you, just one person having yes. a board state. Yes. It, Insurrection you can also was... combo, get value. Like, there's a bunch of things you can do with this, but getting your opponent's creature, you don't actually have to just attack. Right? If but... you have a sack outlet, you just sacrifice it. Yeah, yeah answer, right. So. This That's was on... where you run it, even. Yeah. This was on my list, too. It just gets boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those cards. It reminds me of Ugin in Standard, how you would get this feeling where you'd play a whole game of Magic, and then Ugin would come down and wrath away your board, and you'd lose. And it would feel like everything that happened throughout the first seven turns of the game just really didn't matter. All that actually mattered was that someone drew the Ugin and played the Ugin. And I think Insurrections, kind of like Richard was saying, is the same thing. Like, nothing you do for the turns leading up to the Insurrection really matter. You don't got to have a board. You don't got to do anything. All you got to do is draw the Insurrection resolve the insurrection, and you get rewarded by winning the game or killing someone. So it, to me, it devalues a lot of the the rest of the game because it just does so much by itself when it comes down. Is that real? But like, it's an eight mana spell. Like, I want to end the game, and this is like, it's it's okay. Yeah, not it's like every... the game ending to time. Like you're playing like a yeah. two hour game, and then the judge comes in time, and then everyone just packs up their cards and goes home. You're like. You know, Nothing was relevant. To, it just ended, <laughs> right? What, what are you talking? You're talking to the one guy that loves winning in time. The most that's interesting you can win thing, in time, right? But right. what if, like, it's a this, draw or like this someone who's not draw, winning? Though. If mm. right, like, can't you just like this is just like a game closing spell? <laughs> True. It, it, it's it, a game closing spell. It's just kind of like. I would say it's anticlimactic in, in yes. a little bit of a sense because it didn't really matter what your board was. It just mattered that people were playing magic. Yeah. And because people were great. playing magic, you've now killed them all. <laughs> it's like, and, and the playing around this is miserable. The playing around this, if you know someone has insurrection and not, you have a counterspell, is don't play creatures and don't yep. progress the game, right? Like it's like actively messed up, right? So. This yeah. like legit. This I mean, just Homer feels like a crater to play around this, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like that, right? I'm I'm okay with crater hoof 
honestly. Like, it doesn't really feel like that much stronger than the next overrun, like a Triumph of the Horde or whatever. Or Finale of Devastation, I think, is even better than both. Like, you just cast an X spell, you grab whatever, and you then gotta have more you mana, win. But you do gotta have more mana, but that's, yeah, that more is mana. true. But, like, I, I feel like they're so... They're close enough that it's like, what, you killed me of Prayer Hope, you killed me of Triumph, you killed me of Finale, it's like, whatever. Insurrection is a little bit more of, like, uh, well, you, you don't even have a board state, so it's harder to compare. But, like, I'm also kind of fine with it these days, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's it's a catch-up card, right? Like, I think it's pretty... It's, like, it's in, like, it's a, it allows the person that's card. in dead last to go and win the game. Just a st- but it, it feels, yeah, but does that person like deserve to win the burn. game? Does, yeah. Someone, yeah. does that person deserve nothing. to win? <laughs> they put the, that's his crib top insurrection that one time and yeah. came back. No, no it I was, was like, hilarious. It was a great moment. It was a great <laughs> moment. <laughs> I live that but once in my life, like, right? I don't need yeah. to see that every week. Right? I don't need to see that again. Yeah. <laughs> I We've had a lot of great this, moments that I don't want to repeat. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I don't know, this is like a nice card that allows anyone that's like behind to win. Uh, and it just feels like Craterhoof, but in yeah. spell form, right? And it's one massive, like, whatever, theft effect. And I don't know, obviously I like theft spells. So mm-hmm. I, I think something like this is okay. I mean, it's not that bad. There's just like also, no... Krim, Krim doesn't oh, have creatures, so obviously yeah. he'll never get got yeah, by well, this. Was, but he could get, well, it's he not, it doesn't steal planeswalkers. So. Yeah, it steal my planeswalkers, though? No, like... <laughs> There's just no um, challenge to these cards. There's no challenge. Yeah. It's just too easy. I, I have a question for you all, though. Uh, I, 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 the, the, the reasoning why we don't like Insurrection is seems awfully similar to the reasoning that the RC would say is why they keep coalition victory banned where it's like it doesn't matter the board you know remember when we were reading we were reading their official statement (laughs) we were reading the official statement on that it was like it doesn't matter what previous game actions were somebody just casts a spell and immediately wins what would you say is the difference between like an insurrection versus a coalition i mean coalition victory requires many things you need to have five different lands types and five colors of creatures like i know there's some five color creatures creatures but still like you do need something you need you actually have to build your deck in a way and have things on the battlefield to be able to win with it insurrection doesn't require any of those things I don't I think mean, coalition victory is a problem. It should be banned, obviously. I do not care about coalition victory at all. That card is somebody casts coalition victory, you blow up the one creature that was five color, and then it fizzles. Fizzles your eight mana spell. That was great. Right. Well done, bravo. You know how I feel bad that is? Oh my god, I spent all this setup and you just like fatal pushed my citizen token or something. Yeah, I want to unban just so I could crush people's dreams with it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> cool story, bro. Yeah, I don't know. Coalition victory, insurrection, they do have, they both just, don't, like, none of these win conditions. I, I think the reason, the main reason why I don't think this is like that bad or too powerful to play at any pod, and the reason why I don't care if you still run it, is because everything is degeneracy when it gets to a, like a certain CMC level. And they mm-hmm. it will win the game. And it's like, how you win the game, I don't really care. Just like, did you win the game? Okay, cool. <laughs> Which went in a boring way. It goes boring, against the I whole think. story is, of the game. <laughs> is this different than like, I don't know. Like the, 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 Some could say this is just as boring as, as like, you know, getting like milled or, 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 or something like that, right? Like What? You guys getting milled? <laughs> I mean, some people there... hate mill. <laughs> people hate mill? I mean... 
But there's no Look, eight mana mill someone's library. Like their their back yeah. card doesn't exist. It's not like yeah. there's, there's one card, card that just like, yeah. You there's two card combos. Bruvok but and, and how you is a win one card combo. How you win and like how cool it is is all subjective. So I, yeah. I that's why I just don't care. Like it's like yeah. it, did you win the game? Okay, cool. You won the game. I don't care how you did. Like obviously some are cool and like I'll applaud you. Like if like you did a fifty piece setup. <laughs> like <laughs> but but yeah. Would you applaud me if I played Tribal Tribal or Dragon against Ukrim and I and I won? No, tell me because because literally your commander was there. <laughs> I, so as much as I hate Eminence, I feel like I, I appreciate her Dragon just because it allowed something beautiful to blossom out of. Oh, I I watched a, a I watched mistake. as you went off for fifty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Where an insurrection would have put me out of my misery. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to put you out of her misery. Trip. I want you to watch, watch yeah. me have yeah. all the fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're talking about boring finishers. All right, we'll move away from boring finishers to one of the most boring uh, ramp cards in existence. Uh, it's Mana Crypt. Hello, this is my choice of card that I don't run anymore because it's too powerful. This is a very, uh, I guess, controversial thing, but I think Mana Crypt is too strong at most tables. So uh, I run it in CDH, and I took it out of all my other decks because uh, it's just too strong. It's like whenever I have three mana on turn one, it's too strong. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, this card is just, it shouldn't ever have been allowed in the format, I think, along with Sol Ring, but this is stronger than Sol Ring. This costs zero. Yeah. Yeah. Your opinion change if this yeah. was like a one dollar card that they printed into Oblivion. I think Sol Ring should be banned. I think this card, like yeah. Sol Ring, is is a silly card too. But you play but, Sol Ring. So the problem, the problem <laughs> I have with the fast mana is the more fast mana you have, the more likely you're going to have that stupid strong start, and also they add up together, right? Like, uh, you know, having one Sol Ring in your deck, and that's your only form of fast mana. I still think I, I still think Sol Ring's unhealthy for the fam, uh, format. I think it would be better off. But like, as you add more and more of these, like the odds of of you finding one of those pieces improves dramatically. But then there's also the chances of you having multiple of those pieces, and then this game ends, and you're like, oh, well, I just I just shuffled up for no reason. Let's shuffle up again. Like this is a time uh, waster. It's silly. My, if Sol Ring was banned, <clears throat> would you play Mana Crypt? I would. N- I would I would say now ban Mana Crypt. Good. I, Good start. Finish the job. That's the opinion, but would I, you play these cards? Because you say Soul Ring should be banned, but you still play it. Yeah, I still play it. <laughs> right? I so well, still, I still play, play it in some of my decks. I don't play it in all my decks. I don't see and the I point. Still play, uh, no, go ahead. I don't see the point not playing Mana Crypt if Soul Ring's legal. That's where I'm at. Like, if they ban Soul Ring, then I would stop playing Mana Crypt as well. But the, if we're going to have Soul Ring... Why why would I not play the mana crypt? Like I that's where I get stuck on it because I feel like if everyone's doing it, you gotta do it too. Kinda like the Ristic study logic where if everyone else <laughs> is not gonna pay and they're drawing those cards, you gotta do it too, or you're gonna yeah. fall be- you're gonna end up falling behind. So if everyone else is playing soul rings and mana crypts, uh, I know mana crypt is a little different because it's two hundred dollars or whatever, but if everyone else is playing those fast mana cards, you kinda have to mm-hmm. so you can keep up with the rest of the pod and the rest of the format. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, format I would be that. better without either of them but until they do something about if they're going to put Zoring in every silly commander precon to the end of time and everyone's going to play in every deck well you might as well play Mana Crypt too because apparently that's what they want the format to be about even though I think the format's worse off for it 
If everybody was running crypt, I would probably run crypt as well, maybe. But thankfully, people don't run crypt because it's like two hundred dollars, and there's a little pay-to-win element there. But yeah. Sol Ring, I I don't run in all my decks either. Uh, my tribal tribal deck doesn't have it. My six drop tribal deck doesn't have it, obviously. Um, <laughs> I wonder why. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but you have uh. what? What's the uh, six mana f- adds three colorless and you can sack it to draw three? Yeah, Dreamstone Heat. No, I don't play bad cards. Uh. <laughs> I don't play bad cards in my That's six like drop tribal. That's like at six mana. <laughs> Even but, at six drop tribal, I have standards. <laughs> but yeah, well, I, uh, so I don't I, play I, mana crypt, and it's for budget, and which is uh, weird, right? Because I don't actually make budget decks but they're like on principle there are things i don't add to my decks which are cards that increase your power level for an absurd amount of money but all they do is just like generically increase power level like mana crypt right it's not like you know i will happily play a tabernacle before i play a mana crypt right because i'm like that's a unique effect it does something i'm gonna build something cool around it right but mana crypt is just like two hundred dollars to make your deck like two percent better or something like that right so i don't play it for that reason like maybe if it was one dollar i'd start jabbing it everywhere but i agree with the overall philosophy that soul ring and mana crypt should be banned but mm-hmm. like i don't know it's just expensive so it makes it an easy occlusion yeah. uh, like even I, if i had one i would just keep it at home and you know yeah. not get it stolen or Frame it. banged up in my deck <laughs> or something like that right like there's just no real need Plus, I that's guess I, damage. You have to count yeah. it. You know, sometimes it matters. I guess <laughs> I to keep on, on the topic, like, uh, the reason why I took it out is I had it in my Cauldra deck. And my reasoning was, this deck is very janky. It requires a lot of mana. Therefore, I need Mana Crypt in order to pull off my janky win condition that costs a lot of mana. And I feel like that's a lot of what people, like, will, you know, reason for themselves as well. They'll be like, I need this busted ramp for my jank deck to function. And I think that's not true, actually. Like, if you if you have a jank deck, embrace the fact that you're playing a jank deck. That's the, the reason why you made the deck, right? To be a jank deck. And if you are running the fast mana, it kind of defeats the purpose of it. And so I found myself often being the only person at the table running Mana Crypt. And I would have a huge start over everybody else. And it didn't matter that... I was beating them with like cauldron pieces. I was still kind of stomping them because I was way I was like two turns ahead on turn one uh, of the rest of the table. So I think that's, like if you're playing green. on a junk deck, that's huh? just that's just not playing green though. If I don't play that's green, just... I'm always two turns behind anyways, right? So the green doesn't Dude. have a mana crypt. Doesn't need it. Like, <laughs> it doesn't need yeah, it. Okay, so we can have that discussion. I guess, so like but... that's I play it. I play these in. Okay, well I don't play in every deck, but I personally don't care like if people proxy these. Like I my rule like if mm-hmm. I own it, I just I I don't mind proxying it. But even if you don't own it and you proxy it, I I think it's fine. I think this is okay as long as soul ring is legal because I also think soul ring is problematic, but. If Soul Ring's in the format, why not play this? And I think it's perfectly acceptable uh, if you play... It doesn't necessarily have to be a jank deck, but example, like my Drakaseth deck, my my Xander deck, these are seven mana commanders. Like mm-hmm. my Evelyn deck, this is a five mana commander. These are commanders that will be targeted, right? They will be killed. So my ta- like the, I play these cards because I know at some point my commander will be out of my my casting abilities if I don't have more ways to produce mana in chunks. So, I I think it's okay. I, I I don't care if you play these, but I personally only play these in my high CMC commander decks. I I have a question for you, Krim. <clears throat> there's a there's another card that makes a lot of mana 
that would be good in like a Lord Xander deck. <laughs> but uh, it hmm. might be next on our list. I'm curious. Hmm. I'm curious how you feel about uh, that card. What is in the difference those decks? for chance? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. We'll yes. Yes. To it. What is that card? Okay. I wonder. This card is, I think, even more broken. Um, <laughs> and this card is Dockside Extortionist. I actually do not play these in this in any of my decks. Even like Lord Xander, expensive commanders. That's nope. not a justification. Okay. Okay. Because the thing is, you can blow up my mana, uh, my mana crypt, right? Like, like I, I think all that has to happen is I just have to play Dockside, and and that's it. Like, and on average, even at a casual table, I will get plus four mana. I think the only uh, Shivam and I we were playing a game at Richmond, and this is the first time in our life we had ever seen a mana neutral dockside <laughs> from Corey Baumeister, because <laughs> Corey had not normally played a lot of Commander. He's like, "Well, this card's okay. It's not that great." <laughs> <And it's> just, <laughs> And then, and then we were like, and then Shivam was like, wow, and he took a photo of it. He was like, this is the first ever mana neutral one. So, if you play yeah, a mana neutral Doxide, I feel like I still would. Sometimes. You just don't cast it. Usually that's what happens. Yeah, but, but yeah, like like Corey just played it. <laughs> and it net him too. Really, you had Goblet on the battlefield. And, and, yeah, yeah, the Goblet. No, even, even just. Well, I can use a mana two... next turn, right? Like, yeah. Right. But even just the two mana neutral, like just the two mana there, was actually game changing, and, it, and nothing. It, 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 that's that's just at the fairest it could possibly be. So, uh, uh, like, I just cannot play. I, I just don't play this card because I know I, I said I like having like bursts of mana in chunks, but I can't do anything about. It. I, like, I can counterspell this, I guess, but I can blow up. There's, it's oddly easier, like you know, for me to blow up an artifact than it is for me to like use my one counterspell to prevent you from going off with Dockside, right? I would rather save my one counterspell for an actual, whatever you're trying to go into, your Xander. So <laughs> One counter. You're, I'm not buying uh, that, Krim. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry, yeah, well, counters. <laughs> it's well, I, because all my counters hit non-creatures, okay? So look, I can't, I can't, I, I, <laughs> I can't look, beat this. <laughs> I agree the Dockside is, is uh, in a league of its own, but I think Mana Crypt's in that league because... Like this is Dockside, so much better Dockside is much better turn like three, four, five, six. Mana yeah. Crypt, you can go turn one, play a three drop, and then yeah. turn two, you sure. play a four drop, uh, or you could even do more than that if you like Mana Crypt into like other ramp sources on turn one. Like there's there's pros and cons. Like Mana Crypt is astronomically stronger on the first couple turns, which is crucial, and Dockside yeah. is much stronger later on. Yeah, I mean, Dockside is a lot more obvious because you usually die on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because you cast it and you recur it. I know I played yeah. Dockside this season. My reasoning was this I, it was a four card combo deck, right? It was a death render combo. It was four cards with graveyard mm-hmm. interaction and everything. So I'm like, yeah, we could use a Dockside. And then I played Dockside. I'm like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. So much mana. And then everyone just complained that I went with Dockside instead of my <laughs> awesome four card combo. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it just overshadows what you're trying to do, right? So even in the jankiest thing, like, it just overshadows it. So there's really no reason to ever run it, right? Like, either it wins, everyone's like, oh, congrats, you, you did a Dockside loop, right? Or you do some janky thing, and they're like, that didn't matter because you just powered out with Dockside, right? So, yeah, it's, like, so powerful. And it's, 
it's very obvious. Like, Rhystic Study, I feel, is exactly the same. Same with Mana Crypt. Yeah. But it's less obvious that that led to the win. But Dockside is, like, on the stack as you're winning or whatever. So it's, like, super obvious that that's what caused it. So, yeah, I think there's, like, no real justification for playing this. It's unfortunate, right? Because there's a lot of decks that really want this. Like, if you're playing a treasure deck, you're like, ah, you know, yeah. like, synergies, right? But, like, this car is so busted that, like... <laughs> It takes it's away from anything you're trying to do, right? Yeah, this is literally I, the I Manic Crypt situation. I had, it, I had it in my Boros Cauldron deck. I had Dockside as well in my Boros Cauldron deck. I took them both yeah. out because when I was trying to get my Cauldron win, people were like, you know, like, I'm, I'm using Dockside. I'm using Manic Crypt to get my Cauldron win. And that just, like, felt like it, it, it tainted the, the victory, right? Like, I'm trying to win with a jank deck. And I'm using these overpowered cards to attain it. And it's just like, well, now my jank victory doesn't, it feels hollow. It just, it feels like I, I, I cheated to get to that. I, I think, I think like the, the dock side one war, like is like, yeah, definitely tainted. But I don't know, the mana crypt one doesn't matter. Like if you won because you had a mana crypt, it's like, cool. It's no different than if you won because you had a soul ring. I, would, I don't, I was really, I, I was curious what Krim thought because I actually just played Dockside in Lord Xander a couple weeks ago on Commander Clash <laughs> on the like exact yeah. justification that Krim mentioned with my friend. It's a mana like, thing. It's, it's a, a it, thing. It was I a panel, the mana it's a Panharmonicon yeah, deck, so it's ETB triggers yeah. and it's, it's an expensive It's literally 99% of the people who say, who, who have a mana crypt or a Dockside or whatever card in a jank deck that's their justification like you hear it all the time but it turns out in actual practice like it it cheapens it like that's that's the truth like mana crypt doesn't cheapen it any more than a soul ring victory right uh, are, you, but you're running jank both. incorrectly right lord xander is only jank because it costs so much right if lord xander yeah. costs three and it did its thing it's ridiculous Right, yeah. so when you mana crypt into a Xander or you dockside into Xander, it's not quite jank anymore, right? Like if you actually like docksided into a ten mana like five five that did nothing, hmm. then that's jank, <laughs> right? But if you just take like a you know a card that's extremely good but just costs like twelve mana, right, and you can just cast it on turn four, it's extremely good. It's just bad because it's hard to get that mana. It's not normal, but dockside. That's you make like twenty mana on turn two, so you can play whatatever you want, right? So Not it's turn a two. very strong card. What are you? Turn four, five, yeah. whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. Turn it's four, you gotta be reasonable. Turn, turn four. CDHO will turn two. Yeah. <laughs> turn four, right? But turn two, you can probably like loop it, right? Yeah, and it also gets stronger at higher power levels. But even at mid, even at mid, even at low, like it's always gonna make obscene amounts of damage. I, mean, I, I also think the like devaluing the jank argument's a little bit weird because couldn't you go pretty far down that path like yeah. what if you have yeah. fetch lands that are getting dual lands instead of playing tap lands like does that uh, does that value your jank win because you have a functional no. mana base like uh, but couldn't no, you but make like, that argument like oh I played a guild gate and your calder deck isn't really a calder deck because you had a fetch land or like <laughs> couldn't you go pretty far down that, that path if you wanted to I think, this I think that, yeah, so you strong, could, yeah but like the difference between like, a fetch into a duel versus a guild gate and like uh I don't know, a Mind Stone versus a Dockside or like a Mana Crypt. There's a, there's a much bigger gap, I would say. See, like, that's I love that you're throwing these, like, like I, I still don't feel like Mana Crypt and Dockside are even in the same room. Like, Dockside's Oof. ability oh. to burst is, is, is so much better than Mana Crypt. Yeah. 
If you're playing oh, a burst mana deck, crypt but if you're not playing a burst so deck, good. the, the yeah. mana crypt is so much better, right? I'll take a dockside on turn five over a mana crypt on turn five any day. But if I if I have one in my <laughs> opening hand, I'm going for that mana crypt, you know? Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Sure, mana crypt like is, turn four, is, that's is eight no mana different for mana crypt, right? And oh. you got you can, to you can, accelerate as well, right? You can easily get like a five drop or something on turn two if you have a mana crypt start. It's essentially like you mana your, crypt your, into your any second... other signal or whatever. It's my second attempt at having the turn one soul ring, right? Yeah. And and that that's fine. I don't know. I don't think it's that. Like I just don't know but, why. But a, like, a turn is... one soul ring only like you you can cast like a colorless two drop. You pass a right? signet, you know. You Whereas can, yeah, a mana a... crypt is three mana. You can cast a colored spell. Yeah. Right. Mana so crypt, really you're right. Mana crypt, right. turn one, Rhystic study, pass. Yeah. That's like yeah, Tober's that's like, worst like, nightmare. That's like Tober's <laughs> worst nightmare. That's right literally there. like the CDH wet dream, you know? <laughs> like, right, right. I yeah, won the true. die roll. I do Mana Crypt, saw, I mean, uh, Rhystic study, pass. I, I won't say that Mana Crypt is weak because I'm not saying that. As, uh, like, yeah. uh, what I am saying, though, is that I just, I don't know, Dockside is way more offensive to me. So I just don't play that card. They're both pretty offensive. Uh, sure, I mean I agree. I think so. I think ban, Soul Ring's ban offensive soul ring. too. Ban yeah, like I mana grip. <laughs> just, yeah, just get them all it. out. And Dockside. It'll never happen. Ban that one too. It'll never happen. <laughs> Agreed. I think Dockside might happen. I don't think Soul Ring or Mana Crypt will ever happen. Definitely not Mana Crypt because if they ban Mana Crypt, they have to admit that Soul Ring is just basically it, or they have to grandfather. Well, no, but mana Crypt is so much more powerful than yeah. Soul Ring, so they could actually justify banning it. Yeah, I don't know about so mm. much more, but yeah, it, it's also soaring. It would be like it's iconic, it's emblematic of the format, like whatever. Just use whatever it's excuse problematic you want, in the format. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Anyway, talking about problematic uh, for I guess a higher tier. Uh, Seth, what 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 do you have next on this list? All right, so my last card, <laughs> I have thoughts as Oracle. I love alt win cons. Thassa's Oracle, uh, Oracle, the best alt win con that's ever been printed. Uh, two drop that when it enters the battlefield, if the number of cards in your library are equal to or less than your devotion to blue, and it's a double blue two drop, you win the game. Essentially, if this resolves and you got zero cards in your deck, you just win the game. This is a card that is infamous in CDH tables, where it is part of a bunch of combos that are really broken and kind of the best thing going in the format, at least last I knew, like a lot of decks, Mm -hmm. no matter what you're doing, you just play the Thoracle combo to finish the game because it's really, really good at it. But my gripe with this isn't so much about CDH, although I do think it probably is a problem in CDH. This is a card that I would play in a lot of normal, like, mid-power, R-power level commander decks on the justification that I like to draw cards, and I want to save <laughs> Valve in case in case I end up in that position where I just manage to draw my own deck, which is a thing that happens sometimes, and it's not a horrible card on its own, and it is just too hard to interact with. Uh, the problem I have with this card is you essentially have to be a blue deck to stop it. If you have an empty library, it wins the game. If it dies, your opponent can kill it. Once it's a battlefield, doesn't matter because it's equal or less than the number of uh, your blue devotion. So you still win the game as long as it hits the battlefield, which essentially means if you can empty your library, you got to be a blue deck to stop it. And I don't think that's especially fun, uh, especially compared to something like Lab uh, Man, Laboratory Maniac, which is the original version of this card, does the same exact 
thing. If you draw a card with an empty library, you win the game instead of losing. But it actually has to sit on the battlefield and you have to draw a card. So that means every color can theoretically interact with it. A removal spell can kill it and stop it. So I feel like Thassa's Oracle is just a, a miserable way to win a game of Magic. Like, it, it doesn't feel enjoyable to win this way for me. And maybe that's just me and my biases, but I would rather take a chance of losing and have a lab man out and knowing that there's a chance that I'll lose as a result than getting the the dirty, dirty Oracle win. Is this problematic at a non-CDH table though? Like that is that isn't like because like if a deck is just trying to intentionally self-mill itself super fast, you know, like that's not hard to do, right? So I think I, I, is uh, this do you see this? Like does I don't know if I've ever seen this be a problem at a non-cdh table i I, I remember seeing it but there's no interaction with it like you have to be blue sure or else you can't interact with it so i think it is problematic at mid power it's just I don't think I've ever seen it in mid power decks or high power decks. <laughs> I the only reason you play it, yeah. of course, I, of no, course no, 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 no. Uh, okay, I play it in my Spielen deck as just literally a Murphle that scries. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this is but the never, first one on the list yeah. i actually disagree with like Ooh. i wish people would actually accept this more because they see oracle and they're like oh cdh try hard blah 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 right but yeah yeah uh, you know if you demonic consultation then obviously the, you know like that's not yeah that's cool, a different right? story if you manage to mill your deck then yeah win with the oracle right and the interaction was like stop them from milling their whole deck or drawing their whole deck right like you know, yes, you need a stifle to interact with this, but like, you know, how does a green player interact with insurrection? They don't, right? Like, only blue can interact with the stack, and only blue can stifle the stack. But you can you know, don't let them draw their whole deck. How about that one, right? Like, but you can interact with it still. How like, do you? How do you? Okay, endurance. I, I guess there's you literally some just lines. endurance. <laughs> like, they're like, graveyard, yeah, right? tainted pack. You can't. You need it's sorcerer, so you need to be in blue. Like if they're if they're milling themselves with instants and sorceries, then you just can't really. Yeah, stop I mean, so that, if they're right? doing like the three card combo, yeah, or that's the three CDH. mana combo. Then yeah. yes, right, that combo yeah. is problematic. But if they're like fairly milling themselves or drawing their deck, like. That's sure. how you interact with it, right? Like, like sure. if they're if they are legitimately like like just going mind sculpt myself sure. every turn, right? <laughs> oh, look, I flipped a narcomiba. Like, great. I, I don't care. That that's great. I mean, it's pretty easy to empty your library if you want to. Even discounting, you know, the full-on Thorical combo, it's not really a challenge if that's something you're interested in. That, like, I don't insert know. every two-card combo in Magic: The Gathering, right? Like. The, the, yeah. super the, the reason Thorical's a problem with. is the mana cost is so little, right? And that is a problem. That should be banned from casual tables, right? Right, but, fully. You know, if you're doing some weird slow mm-hmm. milling or finax or whatever, or you just hope you're going to Rhystic Study and people are going to mill you out or something, like, what's wrong I mean, with this card? What about what about the argument, the like, eminence? And I know this isn't exactly the same, but why is it bad that the the level of this finisher is Laboratory Maniac that more colors have a chance to interact with rather than Thassa's Oracle, which just kind of makes mm. you play blue? Like, yeah. yeah it's Wait, blue what do you mean eminence? It's bluer, it's like, bluer, but the fact know. that it's a lot of decks can't interact with What about with the it? other part of the combo? Like, that's what you interact with, not this one. Right? Yeah, like Eminence, you literally have done. You don't need to do anything. This, you do have to spend like the previous fifty turns, right? Or like, or like maybe like 
traumatize if you're, like, yourself. Naturally trying to draw yourself to death with like, but like if you're playing, if you're planning to win with Thoracle, what are the odds that are going to be like? Yes, my game plan is to survive twenty turns in a row, gradually milling myself with, with a permanent that <laughs> so, can so be interacted. You're not with, right. What are you milling yeah. yourself what? with? What are you? You, you yourself have with to this? have some way of either generating infinite mana. To you know, in do which case you've won already. Who cares about this card? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You've drawn your whole library. You've probably won already. Who cares about this card? Right. You've milled your deck, so maybe this card is relevant. Right. Right. And it's really maybe. the combo of like doing this at three mana. That's also the problem, red right? elemental. If you blast. do it at like eight mana, it's two <laughs> cards. You interact with the other half. You know, like no one can interact with the stack with blue anyway. So if you're using a sorcery, everyone else is out of luck. <laughs> right? I feel like so. it would be a case by case basis, and I think you yeah. could just skirt the whole case by case part by running lab man instead, and then you just do whatever you want. And now I can still interact with the lab man. That's kind of where that's where I'm I just, personally like. I play lab man, but I don't play Thassa's Oracle. Yeah, you give them the option of being like, well, do you have spot removal? Every every deck can have spot removal, and I know it's wrong right. from a competitive perspective because. I'm going to win less because there are going to be games where it dies, but I feel more accomplished. Like if I win with but a you're lab also man, not the most I competitive feel, table. Yeah, yeah. If, if I win with lab man, I come away from feeling like, wow, that was really cool. I did a thing. If I win with Thassa's Oracle, I'm kind of like, oh, all right, sorry guys, you want to do another one? Like I but, don't know. So I, I would rather take the chance on losing to get a, a win that is actually I can feel proud of. Unlike the Oracle I, win. I, I don't like if you're fairly milling the waters, <laughs> right? Like just have a hatred of this card, and they assume <laughs> you're running demonic consultation, and therefore they like hate this card so much that it just spills over. Like, but yeah, most of the time that lab man's gonna win anyway, right? Like, you know, right? Like, yes, on the off chance someone will interact with it, but most likely no, right? And most of the time you're gonna win with this. You drew your whole deck. Like, how are you losing? Right? Like, you you did your thing. So, mm-hmm. this yeah, like, I think is okay. Uh, I don't think it's like yeah, like no one, no one should be like demonic consultation, consultationing at a table that's like casual. So yeah, if you're fairly milling yourself, I I don't really see the difference between this and Lab Man. To be honest, it with really you. depends on what you what you define as fair. Like it really like how many cards, how much mana does it take? If it, if this, the answer is, is like it takes one card, right? right yeah. Right. But but Fast's Oracle is definitely part of that power level, right? Like you could have been running something that is a little bit weaker, you which is a lot of lab man in that other card though. That's sure, right. but that would be a weaker <laughs> version of it, wouldn't it? <laughs> the you percentage is so it small, I think. It's just like it's just like, well, I could swap out insurrection for molten primordial. It does essentially the same thing. It steals one creature and I have a six six or something with haste. What's the difference? Well the difference is one's weaker at, yeah. at doing the same thing, right? I don't know. I, I, this this isn't that much weaker, I don't think, than a lab man. It is like I mean, this much stronger. I like to see some Thassa's Oracle wins actually. <laughs> Ooh, right. like, like just not right. combined with demonic Wish. consultation, right? Yes, yes. Or Thassa's Oracle <laughs> Week upcoming on Commander's Clash. <laughs> Legit, right, though, right. I, I I play it fairly. I just play it as a merfolk that scries. <laughs> right. People will still kill you. They're it's, like, oh, you're probably oh, yeah. running the combo. Like a mono blue, you're probably <laughs> running the combo. Spielin's my commander, but I don't have demonic consultation. Kill him! He's got it. He's he's color shifted it. <laughs> We're going to move on to a card that I feel will be equally controversial at this table. Richard, what do you got for us here? <laughs> I got an Avenger of Yo, what? Ooh. what? Ooh. This is a pre-con all-star, by the way. It's been Ooh. printed in pre-cons quite often. <laughs> 
seven mana, five, five. When it enters the battlefield, you create a green plant creature token for each land you control. Landfall, put a plus one, plus one counter on all your plants, right? This yeah. card is so exceptionally boring. It is also a one-card win con, but you need to do some combats, right? Like, yeah. you need to actually attack, but... True. Like, there's no synergy. Like, you know, like, you just play a fetch land, and you crack you it, lands. and you grow your team, and you play your ramp spells that you played anyway, like explosive vegetation, and, like... It's just boring, right? And I know, like, boring. new players, they see this and, like, great. And, they, you know, you got to let them get it out of their system, right? Like, Phil, you know, he's got to keep <laughs> playing it, right? But it's just a one-card win con, and it's so boring. And, like, I've cut this on so many decks because you're like, oh, I need a backup win con, or I need a way to stabilize or something, right? And this card's just so powerful. It devalues the rest of the things you're trying to do. So when, when your backup is so strong, it's the primary, right? And that's what your deck is, right? So... I actually cut this. Like, there's no... I just don't like this card. Like, it's, it's wow. so boring. There's nothing it, you need to do to make it work. And yes, it dies to Doomblade, right? Yeah. But, like, it's so boring. It's just a green beater that you put in, and it's a one-card win con, right? Yeah. I, I still play Avenger in a lot of decks. The reason that I cut it from some decks is actually kind of the exact opposite, where I've seen Phil playing it recently, and we all just gang up and murder him as soon as he casts it. <laughs> So I've been cutting it because I thought it maybe wasn't good enough anymore, and it actually just ended up getting you you killed. But yeah, if you untap it's the wind con. You just have to untap. It also it, it also makes you. it very hard for you to be attacked by the ground too. That's like. true. Yeah, it clogs up the ground very well. But it does die to removal. It dies to sweepers. I don't know. This is I guess for me kind of still a green staple, but yeah. hmm, May, maybe I like it less. This card's bland, but, like, mm. Landfall is bland. We all know Landfall is bland. It's That's a true. boring archetype. It rewards you for playing lands, which is well, something you want to I be had doing in your deck anyway. I'd have Omnath and Titania in here. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave away like, my play, Omnath, Playing right? lands is not a synergy. It's, like, what you do in Commander now, yeah. right? So and being rewarded it's like heavily cool. for it is just bad design i'll just say it yeah. uh, i mean yeah like i i despise it because design. because it just rewards you for doing the basic fe- like, <laughs> function you were gonna do the anyways. most important thing in your right. in, in format is is generating mana and this is rewarding you for it yep. okay cool uh i i do i, I, I do yeah i agree with richard a little though it is I, I think it's only boring though because we've seen it i've seen it when it was in standard when like sure. valakut was doing this and then on top of that i've seen it you know like since the start of commander right like this is yeah. one of the big ones so i've seen it for true. so long that it's like okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i can't every pre-con so i wouldn't cut it for being too good though like if i'm running oh, yeah. a landfall yeah, deck yeah. i'm still running it because you still need to you need to cast a spell it's a seven drop you need to cast a spell and then you need to you know follow it up with some landfall triggers um and then you need a haste enabler or else just insurrection you, know, you pass a turn and it doesn't really do anything you <laughs> just, just insurrection just them. insurrection them. <laughs> so like it does require it does require a little of an alley-oop yes. like you need to you need to have a bunch of lands on the battlefield very easy obviously you need to play lands after you cast it which is very easy to be fair but you know like you you still have lands to play after seven drop i mean you might have like one or two um and then you need to haste to attack yeah, or I don't, like I don't a, think it's a busted. drain effect or something. I don't or, know. Or yeah, wait a turn. Yeah. It's just it's boring. Definitely not busted. It's yeah. exactly boring can, and very powerful yeah. for and sneakily powerful too, right? It's one of those things that people put at low cap, like low power tables, because you know it's yeah. every pre con. 
but it's a one card win con, right? Like yeah. you untap yeah. it, you win, right? It's a win yeah. con for someone else. You play this, the next person insurrections and takes your yeah. board and kills everyone <laughs> with it, right? Like isn't that just green though in Commander? Like that's yeah. that's why like we that's really the heart of it is green is so good at ramping and also turning that ramp into. A, a finisher. So, so the yeah. downside of ramp, if you remember correctly in 60-card formats, is in the late game, you draw more ramp, which does nothing for you, right? So right. when that one threat is dealt with, the game is over for you. However, in Commander, your ramp just keeps giving with all these landfall triggers and your Commander. Uh-huh. So it, like, flips it, the, the thing around. It's like Uro, right? The whole, the, the whole dynamic of, like, how you beat ramp is, like, ruined in Commander. So, like, even if you kill Avenger... Right, you still have all these plant tokens left over, right? You can like still bring it back. You know, you you're rewarded for drawing your explosive vegetations on turn fifty six, right? When normally it'd be a dead card, now it's like an easy plus two plus two on your team, right? So that's why it's not just, too powerful, but like it's just just Rakdos charm. So you don't play it anymore, I, not because it's too powerful, but because yeah. it's too boring. And it's yeah. like it's boring it and lot. it's it's powerful enough to make it yeah. not interesting. Like it it, it would not probably be the best win con in like sixty percent of my decks. Because right. I play like really bad win cons, right? But like, <laughs> it's like eh, it's like Avenger. You play lands attack. Like, eh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're if you're playing landfall, like what what else are you gonna do? Rampaging Bailoff is the same thing. It's just what about yeah. what about the, the fix the fix version Phylath or whatever? Like, I feel like that's that's where <laughs> it fine. should be. Like power level wise. Not, not good, good enough. I I never look at like Avengers Endicar and like oh that's so busted. It's strong, yeah. but it's like oh no, it's like Meh. it's because you can slot in any deck and it works. Like if you built around it, like it makes some kind of sense. But like literally every green deck yeah. it synergizes with, and people put it everywhere. And you can just yeah. slam it in, and that's it's like an MDFC win con. You just put it in every deck and works. Yeah, <laughs> right? it's true. It gets like, it works reprinted everywhere. a bunch too. Like, uh, like five color deck. Commander Legends. New Capenna, it got reprinted. Double Masters, Commander 2018. You get you get a lot of them, so it's kind of cheap still. But that also helps with its popularity, I think. Because it's no different you know, than any other green finisher, finisher, to be honest with you. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. just boring. That's all it is. Yeah, it's fine. Um, all right, I'll, I'll play. I'll, I have a kind of kind of one more card on the list. Uh, it was that or Smothering Ties. Honorable mention to Smothering Ties. Uh, I was going to mention it with Rhystic Study. Same reason why I don't like it. Um, well, similar reason. But no, I wanted to switch it up and I wanted to throw in Expropriate. Expropriate, for people who don't know, uh, is something that I played fairly recently on Commander Clash. Uh, wait, it's not here. Uh, it's like, how much mana is it? It's nine mana. Alright, mis- Expropriate is a nine mana blue sorcery um, and it's a vote spell. It's a council's dilemma. So for starting with you, each person votes for time or money. And then for each time vote, you take an extra turn. And then for each money vote, you choose a permanent owned by the voter and gain control of it. So obviously, you as the caster, you're going to be choosing time. So you're going to be taking an extra turn. And then your opponents decide whether they want to give you an ex- another extra turn or uh, take one of their permanents. So you can either, you know, in a four-player pod, you're going to take either four extra turns or uh, one extra turn and steal three things, or somewhere in the, in the middle of that. Um, so it's essentially Blade and Thievery plus, like for most most situations when you're casting, people are going to choose uh, money, giving you a permanent. So it's essentially you take Blade and Thievery and you take uh, Time Warp or whatever, you mash them together and you get the spell. Um, I cast it, and I honestly, I think the card is like, it's it's a little bit a little bit eye roll because it is a little bit it is very strong but 
uh, the amount of hate that I got from from casting it, I was like, never again, never again. Because like this was a game that for like two hours, Seth was like making people discard half their cards in hand. They were he was uh, Seth was on Lord Xander. Seth was on Lord Xander. I think he he absolutely like took Richard out of the game by like making him discard his his half his hand like three times or something. Uh, d- uh, destroyed Phil's board multiple times by making him sacrifice half the permanence. Milled people as well or whatever. Collecting and then shins. I cast expropriate. And the moment I cast expropriate, I was the arch enemy for the rest of the game. Despite like I just grabbed like a couple permanents, took an extra turn that did not nothing. And then I, I passed it, and it was just I was I was arch enemy, and I just got promptly murdered. Even though Lord Xander was actually just wrecking people for the entirety of the game, so I'm like, you know what? If, if this is hated so much, I will never touch it again in my life. I that, think that's card, why I'm not going to touch it. This card is I mean, miserable. I, I don't <laughs> think it's that. You also talked up like a like a really cool finish that sounded interesting. You were like yeah. tutoring your library, and you were going to get yeah. some cool janky finisher. And then you're like, eh, like I guess I'll get expropriate. And I was like, oh, pfft. yeah. I think that added so, to the to the salt level because Eternal Dominion that would be kind of like cool to see. Yeah. And then you got just like miserable extra turn spell, and then yeah. everyone killed you. I so the idea was to cast Eternal Dominion and copy it a billion times and copy the upkeep trigger so I can steal a billion things every single turn. But I I felt like if I was gonna pass. I didn't. I could only copy it like twice, and if I was going to pass to <clears throat> Phil, then I was afraid he was just going to murder me because he had like the he was on the the Naya Anthem commander and he had a lethal board state. So I was like ninety nine percent sure if I did that play, I would just die. So I'm like, you know what? The only way I'm going to survive this is I'm going to expropriate, give myself an extra turn, and I'll figure it out from there. And it didn't pan out. And mm-hmm. also, I probably did it wrong because, like, Phil had, like, Avenger of Zendikar in his deck, too. And I could have stolen that. And I would have been fine. Uh, uh, so I, pl- I misplayed that. And I think that added to the salt, though. But I think I think it's a salty card. It's a very salty card. So uh, I wouldn't play it. I like that it exiles itself, though. I like it. So you balanced. don't get to... I, yeah, balance. I would I, expand I on this and say extra turn spells, period, I won't play. I used to play mm-hmm. them on occasion in the early days, but... Uh, people just don't like them. <laughs> Every time he gets yeah. extra turn spell in Commander, the rest of the table usually has a negative reaction, has been my experience. Yeah. So I just avoid I, the whole archetype I of agree cards. With I think this card is just salty because of the extra turn. I don't think it's True. actually that crazy. Like, yes, it's good, but like Tomer said, I think people get exceptionally salty over it. And I remember that game. You know, we were just hamming it up to get Tomer killed, right? Like, it, it, was wasn't that lo- bad. it was low. Like, like you just steal three things. Yeah. It's, it's like if you cast a time walk, it would probably have been effectively the same thing. It would right? be better because uh, I would could loop it. But maybe. the narrative is just so easy, right? Expropriate, yeah. you monster, right? Murder Tomer, right? Like so easy, right? Richard, so I actually Richard's think like this card gets a bad rap. Yeah. It's not that. Yeah. I mean, it is powerful, but like. Yeah. I don't know. You just take an extra turn, right? Like, if you win with yeah. extra turns, you win with extra turns. If you don't win with extra turns, mm-hmm. you just casted, like, a blatant theory and got some, you know, it's, like, a better, more efficient blatant theory. So, like... I don't eh. think it's too good at mid-power, honestly, but yeah. it, it, it puts such a target on your head that yeah. it's not worth it's it. It's just the extra turn gets everyone, yeah. so... Yeah, I the have blatant a theory. theory part's fine. Yeah. I have a theory on why extra turns are hated in Commander. I think it's because you have such a... Like, since it's four people in a pod... You have just a very little amount of time to control the game. And when you are playing like a slow, dirty storm deck, or when you're like, whenever you're taking more time than your allotted quarter, it, it irritates the other, the other people, right? Like, if you're just hogging all the time, 
then then the other people are just not not getting to play they're spectating and i think extra time spells are kind of like that mentality because you're hogging more time than you should be i think that's my only I can, hypothesis i could see that and plus they often make me afraid that the person's gonna go into a loop and i'm gonna sit there for like an hour as they're like oh time warp oh flashback time warp oh time stretch and <laughs> but just this like exile yeah. who, who doesn't do that like but this exile doesn't though. go infinite with their time walks right like who doesn't then, value time walk that's the problem then, right it's and then yeah. it's like an egg, and then it's like an egg-like win condition where it's like not yeah. deterministic and you got to sit there and sit yeah. through it but oh, yeah that's usually you don't play one extra turn you usually have like all the extra turns and you're like mm-hmm. i take my extra turn take my extra turn take my extra turn untap take my extra turn yeah but Kareem, yep. you love it it's a blue card i hate this card what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> i don't even like extra tur- i don't like the extra turn part that's why uh okay. I, I i do play blatant thievery so obviously the theft part doesn't matter to me it's just the extra turns part i don't like that i don't like extra turns at all in commander i think it's like just like oh my god on a niska scale how how annoying is it oh well, From, like mean, annoying or how to, like, broken world is wake it? Nils, uh, I, war of the spark nissa i, I well, broken or annoying because i think this is broken <laughs> <laughs> Annoying. Which annoys it's... you more, Nissa who shakes the world Nissa. or expropriate? Nissa. Okay. Nissa will okay. annoy me infinitely beyond what an expropriate does. What about a time stretch? Time stretch time is stretch also versus... very annoying, but but not Nissa annoying. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. So, but we don't think it's like overpowered or extra turn spells in general. I think are un fun so I, I i don't play it for that reason as far as power level i think it's it's nine mana that's a lot of mana yeah uh, there's better extra turn spells. Cast it, but... <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah there's better extra turn spells there, there's the salt factor i think applies way higher to this card than its power level and i don't know why like someone got their stuff stolen and killed with it or something at one point like, i don't know why people are so salty about this card but people are just salty about it there, yeah, usually extra turn spells are, are not solo things. Like, if you're playing an extra turn spell, you usually get more than that. But I was just playing it as an Emplacement Thievery. <laughs> that didn't work out. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll wrap it up, we'll wrap this list with Krim, your final card that you will not play because it's too good. Too good uh, too is good. a certain... It is, it's a three-man enchantment that draws cards, but it's actually way more busted than Ristic. I think it's, it's Necropotence... I don't. I don't play True. Necropotence anymore. I used to have. I was yeah. like, oh, why? Why is this card not played more often? Right when I first got into Commander, yeah, awesome. and then I then I started playing with it. And like, I I really just didn't have to do much. Right, I just kind of like drew my whole. Hey, you won. You got your whole deck, and you won. That's so. That's so good on turn three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I I don't know. Like I I think that this this card. It's not like your opponents can play around it. Right. Like it's not like they could pay the one. It's just I sit there, <laughs> I go dig for my Reliquary Tower, and you lose the game. I don't know. This is just too busted. It's just black, black, black. You pay a life. You draw a card. You can't draw any more in your your normal draw step. But you know, and anytime I think you discard, you exile or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So pretty much, yeah, that's it. And I think I think this is absolutely busted. I don't know. This is too strong. This is way stronger than than Ristic Study to me. So I never play this. And this is only at a CDH table for me. God, heaven forbid, I'd, like, get you ever dark ritual and this, like, turn nah. one. <laughs> the dream, but, the boomer dream. Yeah, the boomer dream. But, like, this <laughs> is just too strong. And 
where whereas like I can get I can understand like Ristic Study, you don't pay the one, you draw maybe like ten low power to like mid power cards. This is like I palm like thirty nine cards go to one, right? And like <laughs> and, and it it is it is very die to good. Bastion Ragavan. <laughs> take die it. To I'll take shot. it. Yeah, I'll die to the cut shot. But like this uh, this card is so busted. I remember we used to play this card a lot in the early days yeah. of Commander Clash. We used to play yep. this a lot, and then we had that podcast of like best card at every CMC, and we're like. The fairies pro mystic <laughs> study. And the number one comment on YouTube is like, "You guys are idiots, necropotents." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that card." So yeah, I like put it in my deck, which was the deck where I drew the dock side, and that was yeah, an awesome yeah, card, yeah. huh? <laughs> oh, and yeah, this yeah, card yeah. is certainly broken, right? Yeah. For the reason dock side is broken, it's the burst of cards, right? You yeah. Yeah. you have to get your turn back again, right? But you know, you get this out, you get the burst. It's better than Ristic. Ristic kind of. Sets you up for like a long term game. Necro sets you up for the storm off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, insanely broken. Just Ristic, but you get to yeah. control it and draw it all at once. It's balanced. Is it? You don't draw anymore. Is it broken? Even if you're playing a fair deck, like obviously if you're trying to storm off, it's insane. But if you're just like playing good stuff mid rangey, like it's a lot of card draw. But is it busted in that context? Oh yeah. How much, how much, how much yeah. do you pay for Sylvan Library, Seth? How many cards do you normally pick well, off the Sylvan I mean, Library? I, I, okay, okay, okay. All of them. What is, I'm taking, I'm taking yeah. eight. That's fine. Yeah, you pay sure. eight life for two cards. And this one, you can pay one life. You pay like greed. Uh, you pay mana and two life per card. Okay. This one is just coming in for one life. Uh, yeah. I mean, this one's yeah. Imagine the eight life you lost to yeah. Sylvan Library. You just have a full new hand plus one. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I guess get my draw more... step. That's yeah, true. That's true. That's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. You're right. Uh, <laughs> I I think it's more fair than the busted mana like dock side. Because like, yeah, you draw a bunch of cards, but if you don't have the mana accelerants to cast your spells, then you're still just casting like one or two spells. Especially if you like drop it on turn three, you draw twenty cards. What are you gonna cast on turn four if you don't have like crypt? Is Tolbert turning down card draw? Has he learned? No, 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 no. But I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, like it. So, card draw is only reaches its full potential if you have the mana to yep. actually cast them. So, if you are running Necropotence and you have Mana Crypt and Sol Ring and Dockside in your deck, well, Necropotence is going to find those cards, and then on that that subsequent turn, you're going to be able to Sol Ring, Mana Crypt. Now I cast multiple spells uh, that I want to cast instead of just the one. So I think I think that that's where card draw becomes more uh, problematic or powerful, um, and yeah, I mean, it is too strong at our, our tables, and we haven't played it for so long because of that that we literally we forgot it, to mention it on the yeah. most powerful cards because it's just too strong. It's just like too good. I think the main difference between Ristic though, I think they are comparable, like uh, Ristic studying Necropotence. The difference is that everybody understands that Necropotence is is too strong. Like people will be like, oh, it's Ristic, you know, like whatever Who you says draw. That? A card. Who says Ristic Study is like not like top five magic? Well, it still sees played in mid power decks. Whereas if you somebody drops down a Necropotence, you're like, why are you <laughs> dropping a Necropotence on Jank Tribal? Like, what's going on here? Whereas you're going to see a lot of Ristic Studies on mid power tables. That's true, but Ristic um, is controlled, right? It's like more cuddly. It, like like Necropot- Necropotence is just a burst of cards, and I used to play right. this a lot in a lot yeah. of decks fairly, just like the way we were talking about, where like like. Hey, I I play demons, necropotence. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. I'm gonna punch myself, draw power. seven cards. But even then, I was able to find spellbook, drop spellbook, and now I'm, I'm like all good <laughs> on a full. Like, yeah, and, I, sure. Well, 
and you can just draw like three cards a turn. Like you don't have to. People play Phyrexian Arena. You can play it fairly yeah. if you're worried about not having all the high-powered stuff where you can just dump your hand, like, draw four or five cards a turn and do that every turn, and that's still, like, absolutely insane. Mm. But everybody knows, you like, you play, play Necropotence, fairly. you kill that person. Yeah. <sighs> like, it is known. Like, you I, have to. Mm. You have to kill them. Yeah. No, that's true. It, it is believe... triple black. It's balanced. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter easily. what the rest of your deck is. You can tell me you're playing Goat Tribal. I still have to kill you if you have Necropotence out. I don't care. <laughs> you must die. I guess, I like, yeah, like, do you think Necropotence is okay at a casual table? Like, no, like no. a non-CDH table? Like, why are you, why are you playing these cards? <laughs> if you're I, playing at a, if you're playing a Jake deck, why are you playing the most busted cards in the format? You need to draw, like, eight Jake. skeletons to actually keep <laughs> up with the table, right? Like, yeah, that is the right. reason. Like, yeah. why do you play Ristic Study in your Jank deck? Why do you play Curse of Opulence in your Jank deck, right? Because but then you, it's a good effect, <laughs> right? And if you don't, if you don't realize it's too strong, you're like, I need ramp. Yeah. What's the best ramp I see? Curse of Opulence. I need card draw. What's the best card draw I see? Necropotence, right? I need so, to cast all my skeletons. I might as well dock side because how will I afford all exactly, these skeletons? Right? So you, you actually yeah. actively need to know that there's a high salt factor associated with these cards and you need right. to actively remove them from your deck, right? Because otherwise you should be putting them in your deck, right? Yeah. I don't like I yeah, don't... you you will get the wins, but you also will win with a ham sandwich. Like that that these <laughs> are what those cards do. Like if you have all the best card draw and all the best ramp doesn't matter what your win condition is. You're going to still win. You're so fickle. You can play good cards, but they can't be too good. <laughs> if you play bad cards, they don't count if you have good cards in your deck. If your cards cost too much true. money, it doesn't count either. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so many, so many just, rules. There's so many. So like, so many so many you have to jump through. Just play CDH. No rules. Just win. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. We just talked about cards. A bunch of cards that we don't play anymore, mostly because they're too good. Um, well, again, closing thoughts. Did we learn anything together today? Should we play them again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was there any <laughs> any that you Did will play? Did we say some of these cards are kind of mediocre? <laughs> so we should play. I think I think Behemoth is kind of okay. I think we should I try every card on this list again. I'm I'm oh, still playing Avengers and Car. I think. Oh, <sighs> So my, my biggest issue with this list is like new play. So for us, because yeah. we're content creators, we play. We've seen like eighty billion Avengers Endicars or whatever, so yeah. it's like very boring to us. But for a new player, they're like, it's, it's so exciting, exciting yeah. right? So that's why I want to, you know, for our play group, I can enforce this. But on a normal play group, yeah. I wouldn't, right? If you want to play Avengers Endicar and you feel it's awesome, like it is awesome because it's the first time you cast it, right? Yeah. Even even Dockside. The first time you do your Dockside loop, you feel like a god. Right? Yeah. Awesome, the first time right? you curse somebody on turn one? Oh. Yeah. As long I as it's not you, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I also, don't curse yourself. <laughs> I also wonder, looking at this list, if... Uh, if it helps explain why you have so many long games recently, <laughs> like maybe our games would be shorter if we did have insurrections and crater hoofs and Avengers and like, might as well not upload the episode, Seth. I don't know if <laughs> who wants to watch a two-hour game ended in insurrection. <laughs> We've been playing Ristic. <laughs> We've been playing Mana Crib. We've been playing Dockside. We've been playing Avenger. I was just surprised uh, by how many finishers not... showed up. Yeah, like the the oops, I just killed the table. Insurrection, like. I was surprised how many of those were on our were on our list. Although we I guess seen an insurrection in a long time. Oh, it's been like years, and I'm thankful because I Literally think it's a boring years. way to win a game. But 
Crimson so what you're saying is I could though. I could play yeah. it though, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> technically. Oh, no. What have we done? I so think yeah, we've seen all except for Inala and maybe Thoracle. We've seen all these cards this season, actually. Yeah, Inala like, I played, we, we played one time. Once in a while, I tried yeah, to play it fairly. Yeah. I think Seth also played it fairly one time. Oh, it was that like, destroyed us. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, played what? Inala? No, oh, no, 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 no. Eminence? You played uh, Azami, I think it was what it was, I think. Oh, oh yeah, maybe. No, but we've seen two Inalas on... on, on I'm sure I played right. Inala a long a time ago. Thing. It's a Panharmonicon. It's a Panharmonicon. Yeah, I'm a sure I played that. Yeah, so I guess that's a big disclaimer is like, just because we don't play cards because we find them too good doesn't mean like you should listen to this and be like, well, I like these cards. Am I therefore bad? It's like, no. This is just, we we have a very insular play group. We play Commander Clash every single week together. And these are the cards we've opted to stay away from because in our group, Content purposes. we don't like it for whatever reason. Yeah. So if you want to play your Avenger, if you want to play your Necropotence, you want to play your Craterhoof, if you want to play your Ristic Study... <laughs> That hurts to say. Wrestling's uh, not fake. <laughs> Wrestling's not fake. And, yeah, and some of this enjoy. is content in, in yeah, spo- like, like directed. Yeah, and don't be don't be mad that your content creator said that they don't like your card. Like, come on. And Wrestling's you'll probably still not see fake. us play these cards on occasion. Like, uh, some of these cards are cards that we don't play often, but they still show up yeah. in very specific circumstances. So if you see it happen, yeah, just know. Like, the, that is a possibility sooner or later that someone dies to an insurrection or something. Don't get Timestamp the exact time yeah. in the podcast that it was Liar! Liar! Yeah. Liar! Liar! to me! I would, I would uh, never play Insurrection again after this podcast. <laughs> oh, nobody cast Rissick Study against me, please. Krim, <clears throat> I hope you're listening. Please. <laughs> okay, Ur-Dragon, Tribal, Tribal, you got it. <laughs> Yeah, yay. Okay. Um all right, so that's it everybody. Uh like and subscribe if you enjoyed the podcast. Um we'll be back next week with a topic to be decided. And until next time, friends. See ya. <laughs>